the cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. Let's make that climb together up the, the green, green peak. peak with your host, Richard Zwicky. Hi, everybody. I'm Richard Zwicky with The Green Peak, and joining me today is a very old friend, Larry Lisser, uh, who is the CEO at HelloMD and one of the co-founding partners. Larry, welcome aboard. Thank you. Good to be with you again, Richard. Yeah. So, you know, uh, for listeners' uh, benefit, Larry and I went to school together back in Montreal from grade seven all the way through the rest of high school. And promptly left touch, uh, lost touch upon graduation. Larry moved out uh, at some point to San Francisco and has been working uh, in the technology industry for years there, as did I, uh, living in Victoria, but having an office down there um, and never seeing each other during that whole period. But a few years ago, Larry, you uh, you started up uh, with a couple of other people, Hello MD, which is based out of Denver. Tell us a bit about how you got to the industry and what's going on. So um, I, I had been living in, the, in San Francisco and um, I was not connected to the cannabis industry at all, but, but familiar. Neither was I then. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, San Francisco and the Bay Area are certainly cannabis forward. So um, I was in the culture, if you will. And then um, I made a, a, a life decision, a family motivated decision to move to Denver, Colorado, um, just for space and change of pace Mm -hmm. and um when i got here in late 2014 i at the time i was in the technology business and uh when i got here uh you know that was it seems like uh hard to imagine right now but at that time denver was the center of the cannabis world globally um Mm -hmm. because it was the only um the only state country otherwise that had um, legalized uh, recreational use of cannabis after a long time of, of medical um, generations here. And so that's what everybody was talking about. I didn't know anybody when we arrived in Denver. And uh, I just thought kind of when in Rome, uh, do like the Romans. So I just started to sniff around and get involved. Um, and about three to six months into living here, um, I was running an event, a pitch event for cannabis actually as a way to get involved. And someone that I knew from the Bay area called me and said, uh, we're starting this company called hello MD to serve the medical cannabis market in, in, um, in California. And and this guy verbatim said, you're the only person I know in Colorado and so I think you should be involved with us. That's how, that's how much Colorado was so unique at the time. Wow. And uh, I said, me living in Colorado does not make me a cannabis expert. But, <laughs> um, uh, I liked the business plan and uh, I was interested in getting involved in something that took risk at the time. And so we did that and uh, we launched a company called HelloMD at the time. The medical cannabis market in California was very large, but it was a bit of a weird market in that it, it, it had a little bit of kind of, um, you know, mock recreational built into it uh, because of the way that the regs were written. And we felt that there was an opportunity that if we could uh, build a technology platform uh, and, and brand that felt far more like mainstream than like legacy 
weed, if you will, um, uh, that we could really help to move the industry forward. And at the same time, we could attract people who were lurking a little bit in the background, didn't really want to be seen in a dispensary or a clinic, but really did want to continue or start to use cannabis for health and wellness purposes. So uh, we cobbled together a group of four of us, um, all Uh from technology and marketing backgrounds. And we built a telehealth platform and we built a content platform. And I think most importantly, we built a brand that really felt like mainstream as compared to what there was at the time. Well, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the name Hello MD is so generic in terms of being mainstream, but very quickly identifiable to, you know, it's medical and it's how to get information and contact. It's a great name. You were lucky to be able to get it at the time you did. Yeah, we, we, we were very lucky. Um, I mean, telehealth even was so nascent then compared to today. Mm-hmm. Telehealth was nascent a year ago compared to today. It's amazing, isn't um, it? So, so that's what we set out to do. And we built, a, a, you know, in those days, um, I can't remember when you got involved, but in those days, uh, you couldn't raise a dollar for anything that had anything to do with cannabis, whether you touched the plant or not. Uh, you could barely get vendors to sell you things. Mm-hmm. And so we built everything ourselves. Um, we actually built a, uh, an engineering team out of Brazil at the time. Right. And um, uh, we self-funded it for several years. Um, and then um, in 2018, uh, we built a, a fairly re- a meaningful business. Um, but we had a couple of challenges. One, uh, telehealth as nascent as it was, medical cannabis as nascent as it was, most states that had medical cannabis programs purposely went out of their way to disallow telehealth as a way to conduct the medical cannabis consult, saying right. that somehow you know you needed to have a physical um, exam, which is really, when you think of cannabis, uh, that, that, that that's a little bit nonsensical. But that was really more stigma based than otherwise, and so uh, that was happening. And then California, among other markets, were starting to recreationalize. So. Um, we made a, a tough decision at the time to go out and raise quite a significant uh, uh, round, uh, uh-huh. an eight-figure round, uh-huh. and um, with it to really pivot the business to hold its health and wellness branding, but pivot the business to participate in product sales um, to consumers. Uh, still with the idea that those consumers are consuming it for a health and wellness purpose, and uh, therefore consuming it from our brand. Um, California 2018 rollout was a real disaster. Not many people know this, but in 2018, when there was uh, adult use cannabis now legalized in California, California sold less cannabis in 2018 than it did in 2017 when it was only a medical market. Um, and, you know, I mean, mo- most people are ignorant of the fact that, you know, of all the license applications, less than 10% of the organizations got licenses. Yeah. And that meant that everybody who was producing still produced and they still sold, they just undercut it. Oh. So when people are measuring, they're using, you know, now there's a completely a market that's completely off the records, whereas everybody was trying to get it into the, into the light, right? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, there's... That was a good year for the black market, let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, a lot of, you know, at that time, if you wanted to be a delivery service in 2017, in about 24 hours, you could start one. Yeah. Um, in 2018, that changed. So there were, there were about 1,200 delivery services in California. Mm-hmm. About 1,000 of them went underground. 
Yep. So um, as a, between that and it being a pretty tough pivot, uh, I would say that pivot failed. Um, and then in 2019, uh, in the summer of 2019, the nuclear winter in the Canadian Stock Exchange set in. It uh, was horrible. I was totally uh, capital completely. Program. You know, we were. I was raising. I was raising capital. We had seventy. You know, bankers and everything else committing amazing amounts of money. They were talking about having seventy-two lined up three days before we opened, and the day before we opened, the market crashed, and we really struggled to get to you know the money we ended up raising. And it took months instead of it was, the money's uh, lined up and it's going to be done in two days. It was one of those things where I think we knew it was all coming sooner or later, but um, it came um, sooner than expected. Yeah. And so we, <laughs> again, were faced with a difficult decision, which was uh, we don't have that much capital on hand. It's clear mm -hmm. we're not going to find a lot more. And we were still consuming quite a lot of capital on a monthly basis, um, to put it discreetly. Yep. So, so we made. How big it, is the organization? At that time, we were 40 people. Okay. So at that time, uh, we decided to do two things. We had recently been awarded uh, a very big um, uh, piece of work up north uh, in Canada uh, as uh, the exclusive provider of telehealth consultations for medical cannabis for shoppers, new online cannabis pharmacy at the time, right. which, which we've been working on that deal for like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. So we, so we said, okay, we're, we're going to do two things. We're going to, um, we're going to, we're going to push ahead uh, with that business. And um, uh, because we've invested in it and try to grow it and they're a great partner. And, but in the U S we're going to kind of go back into the garage and we're going to develop something entirely new because at the core, we're very good at building product. Um, and we tried to build something that was for the burgeoning recreational market in California and beyond in the U.S., which was a, um, uh, as you know, the brands and retailers in the U.S. are, are very marketing constrained. And so uh, we tried to build a user-generated content platform for brands. Mm -hmm. and, and we got, it was called um, The Daily Bonfire. And, and we got some distance but frankly, it was undercapitalized. And, and then this past summer, we made a decision to, um, to refocus all of our efforts on our uh, education and telehealth uh, solutions for medical cannabis. Um, through um, COVID, our business mm -hmm. in Canada grew exponentially. Um, um, I was asked to take over the business. That's when I became CEO in the summer. And... Um, and we have since relaunched several markets in the U.S., and that kind of brings us to current. So we have to take a break, but I'd love to, when yeah. we come back, talk a bit about the, you know, the telehealth aspect of it and the diversity of the uh, clientele you have that's taking advantage of it, but also the shift in the last year, obviously, with COVID and everything else and where you see that going. Sure. When we come back from the break, uh, I'm Richard Zwicky with Larry Lesser on The Green Peak. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. 
Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take anywhere treat. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success. Cannabis Radio is back with more of the Green Peak. And we're back with Larry Litzer from Hello MD. And uh, Larry, before the break, we were talking about some of the evolution in the last year with regards to COVID really driving telehealth forward. And uh, it's long overdue. But beyond just the straight telehealth aspect of Hello MD, it's a tremendous resource for people uh, looking for information about what uh, cannabis uh, can help with in terms of conditions and everything else. And that type of a resource is something which you know, in conversation with government officials around the world and uh, people just interested in the industry as well, is always sought after. Um, but, you know, the telehealth aspect of it, um, what's your patient usage base look like? How is that changing over the last, you know, not just the last year with COVID, but in general? Well, I mean, I would say that uh, in general, like, let, let's look at, I, 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 let's look at the Canadian market, uh, because I think the Canadian market is the strongest representation of what other markets could look like as they mature. And the reason I say that is because, you know, Canada is the first, well, pretty much the first market where there's really two well, certainly the first market where there's two federally regulated systems, one for medical, one for adult use. And the, the upside of that is that um, now over time, those who are coming into the medical system have a reason to, and that reason is typically medically motivated. There are still some who just prefer to buy through medical or um, you know, might, might have some other reason behind it. But what we're seeing over the, 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 the last 12 months is that Two things. One, um, uh, the age is definitely uh, trending up. You know, I can tell you that a year ago, uh, you know, we were seeing probably, uh, you know, the average age would have been closer to, uh, would have been under 45. And today we're seeing a lot more patients in the 50 plus and a significant mm -hmm. increase of patients in the 60 plus significant. Now, that latter, well, and I should just add that the other thing that's happening is we're shifting from male to female, which everyone has expected for a long time in medical cannabis. Um, but and, 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 and that's finally here uh, as well. And that shift, you know, looking at the data in front of me today looks to be permanent. The, the shift in uh, to uh, more seniors um, I think is highly connected to uh, to COVID in the sense that, you know, before COVID, telehealth really struggled to find its footing, particularly in the 60 plus. The 60 plus were going to be the last people to adopt telehealth because they grew up going to the clinic or going to the doctor, sitting in the waiting room, that whole process. Um, over the last nine months, that process hasn't been available to them and it won't be available still for many months to come. So we've seen a huge, huge spike in usage from uh, the senior community. And interestingly enough, as with so many new technologies is now that people are using it, um, they think it's, they think they should have been using it long before. Oh yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, I have friends of mine in their eighties who now use topicals and all sorts of things to help with conditions. And they would have never even considered 10 years ago uh, looking at it. No. And I think what's the, the other thing that's happened with those folks is that, you know, some of them are going into the adult channel, but, but the majority of them are in the medical channel because they, yes. they, they want to talk to a practitioner you know, they want, they want to hear a practitioner ask them what other meds they're on. Could there be any interactions? Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, medical cannabis, as, 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 um, as broadly effective as it can be, um, it, it's hard to be very, very prescriptive with it. It's hard to say, take two aspirin and call me in the morning. Yep. Um, and so um, the individual needs to be engaged. They need to be committed. They need to be ready to like try a couple of different approaches before they find uh, the money shot. And um, um, they need to trust the practitioner. And, and, and actually uh, the only other trend that I would note as I'm looking here at a couple different data points in front of me is that over the last several months, We've actually seen quite a few, uh, 50, 60, 70 plus who have come to us and said, I've, you know, because we asked the question, are you familiar with it? Have you tried it before, et cetera? And uh, more and more of them are saying, yeah, you know, I, I, I ordered it online or I went to the store and I'm not sure they gave me the right thing. I'm not sure I'm doing it right. So I prefer to come and see, you know, a practitioner. And in many cases, I would just prefer to buy it from in Canada. This is Shoppers Drug Mart just because... Yep. It is such a trusted, uh, you know, I often say to people in the U.S. who some have never heard of shoppers, but that's just the way of the world in the U.S. and Canada. It's but, Canadian but, Walgreens. Yes. But, but, and so, but we, we often sit and talk about that. Imagine if today Walgreens was selling medical cannabis, how many more people would be trying medical cannabis? It would be, it would be, the impact would be extraordinary. It would, uh, and that would just because it's like if well if, if it's good enough for Walgreens then I guess I should try it. Um, so um, hopefully we 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 get that far in the U.S. one day soon. Yeah, no, hopefully, and I mean those changes are happening happening rapidly. I think there's a little bit of exuberance where people are looking at the you know the last election and thinking everything will change overnight with legalization. It's not that easy, nor is it that fast. It's, uh, it's going to take a while, even after uh, something gets done from a, regu- uh, a um, legislative path. You know, it's going to take a while. And that, of course, plays into and part of the strategy, which I'm sure you're looking at in terms of, you know, it's not going to, it, it's going to happen in, even if it happened this year, at the end of the year, it's still going to take a couple of years to roll out. And your business is actually becoming more successful by, uh, because of it, whereas other businesses are going to be threatened because there's going to be more competition. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's threats to our business as well, Richard. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the adult use laws at some level threaten our traditional business model because what happens in these states now is like California is a very good example of it. California had the opportunity to be the medical cannabis leader in the world mm-hmm. and, and really leverage, you know, the innovative culture in California to, yep. to build that out. But it decided just to have basically one program, which is adult use and, and, um, and nothing else. And so, um, you know, some other states are following that. Our expectation 
is that whether people, you know, if in a given arena, there's a billion dollars spent on cannabis, whether people are buying that from a adult use dispensary or through a medical channel, at least half of them will be buying for a health or wellness purpose. And Great. so, you know, our goal is just to continue to serve those individuals. Two years from now, it could look like those individuals, you know, come, come to HelloMD to, to do some research, to connect with other members of our community, to connect with our product experts so that then when they go into the dispensary, they actually have some idea of what they should be looking for for, for what ailment they're trying to treat. I think there's a kind of innate issue with depending on a bud tender for, you know, a healthcare um, discussion. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not the right person to ask for, it's the right person to ask for some things. It's not the right person to ask for what's, what's appropriate to treat my medical condition. Correct. Bud tenders have tremendous knowledge and, Frankly, I think they're undervalued and underpaid in our industry for what they know and do. Right. But if you talk to them, they'll tell you the same thing, which is I don't really want to be asked, you know, what the best product is for, you know, um, pain or sleep or anxiety or dealing with chemo. They, they don't really want to be asked that question. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's, that's a very important uh, differentiation should point out to the listeners just before we head to break here is when people go to visit HelloMD or one of the sites that you're powering, you're, you're giving them the information, you're connecting them with a medical practitioner who learns about their condition and what they're trying, you know, what, it, what is their goal and their hoped for outcome and giving them the right information so they can go and procure the product to the, basically the, um, the solution to their problem. It's not, you know, they're not coming to you to acquire the product, they're coming to you for the advice of how to deal with it. Yeah. Right. And that's a, that's a big, big difference here in the market because you're, you're agnostic to who they go and shop from. Correct. You're, right. Correct. You're, you're there providing a, a objective independent service to educate uh, people in their wellness. That's exactly right. And we can, yeah. we, you know, as I say, whether, you know, whether one day you're talking to a doctor or just an expert, you're still talking to someone who is, you know, more neutral than the individuals at the store. And I think other industries, um, uh, you know, today, uh, and then I'll let you go to break today, when, when people go into a dispensary, even in places like Colorado, where we've, you know, we're a mature market comparably, Yep. A lot of people go into that dispensary and they know nothing. They know yes. nothing, which is why dispensary employees go through such rigorous training, et cetera. But if you think of retail today, that is the complete inverse of what is challenging, you know, retail segments in clothing, cars, otherwise. Whereas instead I have people come into my store or my showroom. They already think they know everything. I can't mm-hmm. really help them. In cannabis, it's the other way around. And yep. uh, so that's why we, we, we see an opportunity to be that to be that layer for people before they go into the store. Yeah, and patients are screaming for help. That's where they're coming to for you know yep. for that information. Let's come back to that a bit after the break, and we'll be back with Larry Lesser from Hello MD on the Green Peak. I'm Richard Zwicky. Be back in a minute. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. 
SmartPots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, SmartPots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? SmartPots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million SmartPots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success. Cannabis Radio is back with more of the Green Peak. Hi, everybody. We're back on the Green Peak and Richard Zwicky with Larry Lisser. And Larry, you know, in this, uh, as we look at the world and the evolution of the markets, there, you know, there's general patterns they all follow one way or the other in terms of the uh, consumer adoption, but also doctors needing education and then patients really narrowing and honing into what do they need and how is it going to help them specifically? Whereas initially it's like cannabis will help me, then it becomes how, what, and what's my problem? How are you looking at the international markets and developing HloMD out to serve, you know, those global markets where doctors are coming and needing information, leg- legislators and regulators are needing the information, and patients need to know how to have a real conversation with their practitioner about how can you help me? Yeah. So for one, I would just say that I, I think you're on track there. That you know the the medical cannabis world has evolved from you know, I need to find someone who will authorize me to buy something mm-hmm. to, to now, uh, at least that's where our business's focus is. Yes, I need to be authorized, but much more than being authorized, I need to know whether someone thinks I should uh, use medical cannabis and I need to know how I should use it. And to some extent, you know, what I, what I should consume, what should I buy, what a treatment, typically not, not, not different from if you went to a, you know, in the traditional, you know, mainstream medical, that's what you would expect. Um, mm-hmm. That is somewhat hindered by some colleges of practitioners who, you know, make very strict rules, don't tell someone how much to use. But we, we, we're, we really do our best to try to work around that so that our patients, wherever we serve them, can leave with that information. So today we um, operate across Canada. Uh, in the U.S., we operate in Illinois, New York, and Pennsylvania, uh, with three to four more states to follow um, in uh, in the U.S. in the first two quarters of 2021, we, we tend to focus on you know population maturity of program, uh, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, you know each state is a bit like a country in the U.S. right now because the regs. Oh, it is. Practitioners are different. Yeah. And then as we look out to the world, you know, um, our focus is not really creating information for practitioners. There are other businesses out there that have platforms that help to train practitioners on how to engage in, in, in cannabis. Our experiences in whatever market we go into, um, the beauty of telehealth is that you don't need a lot of practitioners. And in fact, you're better off with a small group of practitioners because still today, the best advice you can get from a practitioner is a practitioner who has a ton of anecdotal experience, is a practitioner mm-hmm who's already done a thousand consults in cannabis because 
since we don't have clinical evidence and these other things that practitioners are used to, um, once they have seen a ton of their own patients, they get way better at, at helping patients. So when we look at, at foreign markets, uh, we look for markets that are growing like the UK, uh, where there's a growing interest from the patient population, but really a lack of uh, source of trusted information for those patients yep. and how to onboard with a practitioner to have the conversation we discussed earlier. So we're looking at parts of Europe where we think the programs are going to become, um, let's say better deployed in terms of access to um, regulated and good product selection. Right. Uh, so I would say in the in Europe, the UK is is uh, is first on our list, um, and then uh, we're exploring some of Latin America. Um, uh, we haven't made any decisions there. What I can tell you is that, you know, from a business model standpoint, uh, we would look in certain markets with the right funding to do it ourselves, or. <laughs> Uh, if we can find the right JV partner who already is local to a market, understands it better than us, uh, but really needs the benefit of a content and telehealth platform that is purposeful to medical cannabis, we can partner with them to, to serve those markets. Right. Yeah, no, and there's some really good organizations in uh, LATAM that I know that are in need of that. And uh, actually over in Europe, you know, you mentioned UK. Um, UK is very different from the EU at this point, not just because of Brexit, but also UK has gone the novel foods path, but the medical side is um, really developing out very cleanly, but needs a lot of information where the rest of Europe has changed classifications three times this year of what cannabis is. And of course, Australia is another great market for you, I'd imagine, with uh, it products becoming OTC in uh, March of next year, or so or March of uh, late of 2021. This uh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, there's a lot of good markets to choose from. Um, you know, um, we're still, you know, smaller companies, so we're careful to to um, to allocate our focus. Uh, I should say to limit how we allocate uh, uh, our focus and resources. And COVID, frankly, has made it um, just a little complicated in the sense that you know normally we would travel to these arenas and. Yeah, figure out how to do business, and and so, um, but in the in the interim, the U.S. and Canada uh, provides plenty of opportunity. But we are we're certainly actively uh, open to international opportunities for the platform. Yeah, and you know those expansions they require uh, a lot of capital along the way, and I guess that's something which uh, you're probably going to have to embark upon as well as a uh, a capital raise to to support that expansion, which. Uh, is uh, but your business model and your uh, you know what you've been doing so far really uh, supports that need, but also is a good uh, it's a good uh, venture from everything I've seen and uh, yeah, read and about the, it. And the capital markets are improving. Um, mm -hmm. You know, right when COVID hit, raising money, private money was basically impossible. I know. Uh, I went through it. <laughs> what's, what, what's interesting about raising capital right now in this cannabis world is that the cannabis, let's say, index is recovering. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of U.S. companies who are now generating very impressive sequential growth in top line. Mm -hmm. uh, but you, you, you talk to a lot of investors who got burned in 1819 and don't want to get back in. So yep. um, the pool is still small.
But, you know, there's a lot of the investors who were in early on who pulled their money out and now are looking to reload and they're there and they're, they're going to come around. Larry, we are out of time. Um, for our listeners who want to learn more, they should visit hellomd.com and also to, you know, let their friends know it's a great resource if they're looking to treat a condition. If investors are looking to learn more, do they contact you? How, how do they go yeah, about that? Contact me directly. And your email for Larry, everybody? I'm, I'm Larry at hellomd.com. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us today. And thanks to all of our listeners for participating. And good to connect with you again, Richard. And you, Larry. Thanks, everybody. I'm Richard Zwicky, and I'll speak with you again next week on The Green Peak. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.